Celebrate 50 years of the Timberland original yellow boo and the culture that made it an icon. The Timberland Hip Hop Royalty Boo remixes the classic in a glorious purple waterproof leather with premium crafted details inspired by the four pillars of hip hop, DJing, graffiti, emceeing, and breakdancing. Get yours in select stores or at Timberland.com. Available in men's, women's, and youth sizes. Timberland, built for the bold. Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast, bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black again. Glad to have you with us. Season two. January. Now, granted, we're recording this in December, but it's almost January. So before we get started, just wanted to let you know that today's session was recorded at DRS Studios. You can hit them at drsatl.com. Today, we got a, a great topic that, that fits exactly what you're talking about. By the way, you got Vince with you here today. And we got Art in the building one more again. So we both here. And I know, I know some of you all out there have already made your resolutions. <laughs> some of y'all have already fallen off the resolution bandwagon. And it ain't even January yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we know that the top three resolutions this time of year are eat better, lose weight, and get money. Not necessarily in that order, but those are the top three. That's what we're going to talk about. But before we get into that, we got to handle this business. So if you're a new listener... I want to tell you just a little bit about the show real quick. Wild Black does two things. We tell the stories of black folks in any industry or area who by choice or by force act in a nuanced manner. Think about how we act at work, the code switching that we do. Or think about when you get pulled over by the police, you have to act differently, show your hands. All these things that we do because of, because of the color of our skin. Now we accompany those stories with expert information to help us all survive and thrive. And to remind you that you're not alone in this struggle that you deal with every day because of your complexion, because of the melanin you have. Two, we tell the stories of struggle and success from us, for us, and by us that should inspire us to go and grow. And that's all we do here. We do it week after week. We want to make us better. We want to make you better. But in return, we need something from you. We need you to share this podcast with your friends, with your family. We need you to hit up iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Those things really do matter. And the last thing is, talk to us. You can hit us on our social media. It's all listed in our episode description. You can catch us on Instagram at wild underscore black, or you can email us at wildblackpodcast at gmail.com. We are listening. We do watch those platforms. We do respond. And a lot of you will already hit us up, so please keep it up. But that's enough about this business. Let's get back to uh, today's topic. We want to talk fitness. We want to help you reach those goals a little bit. We want to tell you what it's like to be black and in the industry. And we've got a hell of a guest today with a hell of a following to talk to you about that. Art, you want to take them to the guest bio today? Today's guest is young and already established as a fitness powerhouse banking success while creating her own lane in the fitness industry. 
Sante grew up in Texas amongst a family of athletes and has been an athlete her entire life. She grew up running track and pushed her way into other sports. She's a former Legacy Football League Atlanta Steam player and current rugby player for the Atlanta Harlequins. In addition, she is a AAAI certified personal trainer, owner of Queen of Abs Fitness brand, a fitness model, a published author, The Struggle, and social media maven with a large following. Lastly, and recently announced, she will be joining the cast of the new reality show, Get Bodied Atlanta, which will be released this spring on Amazon Prime. Welcome to the show, Santia. Please tell the folks a little bit about how you got started in training in the fitness industry. Um, hey, everyone. So um, this is Santia. I go by Track Baby or Queen of Abs, um, whichever one works for you guys. Um, I currently do a lot. Um, I'm 27, originally from Houston, Texas. I reside in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm a published author, public speaker, fitness model, social media influencer. I play uh, USA flag football. I also play rugby. Uh, I'm currently on the the road to the Olympics, so you guys look out for me. Um, and then I also am a, a TV personality. I was on Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge on CMT, and now I'm currently going to be a cast member on Get Bited Atlanta this spring, 2019. Um, and I have my own talk show, so I do quite a lot. You do, <laughs> you do. Wow. T- tell us a little bit about this road to the Olympics. I'm on the same road, but I'm gonna be a spectator in the stand <laughs> eating a turkey leg or something. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I you know I've, I've only been playing rugby for nine months, but I've been uh, I've been doing pretty well. Um, so my current journey right now is to make it to on the, to the USA rugby team um, and be a part of the 2020 Olympics. So right now I'm just training. I'm going to different camps, going to different games. I'm on a traveling team to get that exposure. Um, I might actually go overseas and play for a little bit. Right. Um, so, but the ultimate goal is the 2020 Olympics. Dope. So you know we'll see what Ooh. happens. Well. What we like to do here at Wild Black to uh, let the listeners get a chance to know you a little bit is we go through our Wild Black shit. One of the questions is serious. The other two are kind of just fun, get to know you, get you talking, get you thinking. Okay. So if you don't mind, we can we can jump on into that. Let's, Let's do go. It. All right, Wild Black shit. Uh, first question. If you could only watch one black TV show for the rest of your life, what would it be? Or which one would it be? Oh my gosh, why can't I think of the show right now? Describe it. It's like about the black farmers on uh, the Oprah. Oh, Queen Sugar? Queen Sugar. That would oh, be the show. I'd say black oh, you- farmers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the Compton Hillbillies? Like, what is, no. what is going on? <laughs> no, Queen Sugar. sugar? Oh, okay. I have, I have. All right, I'm saying movie. Good show. I'll watch Queen Sugar, hands down. God, I mean, I saw black oh, folks with pitchforks. Oh, but wait. Um, dang. So, I, I mean, so that is, that's, we, a good, we, that's a good one, though. Yeah. We, got, we got the Cosby Show. We got a different world. We got. We're watching that. We got. <laughs> see, 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 somebody, see, hold we on. Got, we got somebody Scandal. 2018, 19. We got. I still watch the different world. See, but see, you. you, you but I'm old. <laughs> oh, but I forgot the other show, too, with. Um, Power. Nah, I, you know what? I've only watched Insecure? one episode of Power. Insecure too. That's what I was trying to think about. That, that lift of one is getting it's longer. Getting, it's expanding oh, a little man. bit. It's an impossible question. That's that why is, we ask. It's definitely impossible. I don't know. That's tough. Okay. I it's that know. tough. Yeah. Okay. All right. What you got? Mine is, I don't watch a whole bunch of TV anyway, so it's 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 kind of easy. And I like Power. Right. Um, So if I had right. to pick one, it's going to be Power. But I need them to continue to coming out with with new episodes, new shows. I don't want to be rewriting the shit. same joint. Yeah, I need I need it to continue. So Blackish, that's mine. Blackish for me. Blackish is, Blackish is cool. Yeah. Blackish yeah. It's actually funny. 
it reflection of my family, myself. Mm-hmm. It's a good show. Yeah, Blackish. It's it, for me. That's a. They got. I won't say it's an easy one. Though. Yeah, they absolutely because yeah. you can't watch the same reruns. Yep. Okay. Cool. Right. Cool. Cool. All right. Second question. This one is going to be a little harder. I can already tell. Okay. <laughs> Who mm. is the best black athlete of all time? Oh Lord. I okay. So my favorite athlete, my top two of all time, would definitely be. Barry Sanders. That's who I kind of model yep, my athleticism. People, I've seen people you know, call the you the female around. Barry Sanders. Um, I love Flojo, or she's like the queen of track. Um, I, I was a fan of Michael Jordan until we understand. Yeah, um, Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. of course, Serena Williams. We can't leave her out. Tiger Woods. You know, before he <laughs> went left. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. Like LeBron, which is. But there. why you roll your eyes? Because, <laughs> I mean, he's just like a given, like everybody. Okay. But I like Steph Curry, too. Okay. Yeah, so, Steph, dope. You skipped um, all over Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> Kobe, <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I mean, it's a lot. That's, that's too hard. All right, that's well, too hard. let's do it like, how about top three? Give us your top that's three. That's hard, too. It is. Like, it, in it order? Easy. It's not going to be in order. Nah, just, just top okay, three. Okay, so of I all time, put that you pressure. have to... It, I guess for for this generation, LeBron and Serena will have to be up there. Okay. Um, we'll give you the out. And the I'll just go old school, and I'll just say Barry Sanders. Okay. Okay. Top so. three. Art. That's a good mix. I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm a top ever in the game of all sports. Is, is Michael Jordan? And, to me. and just be known. Don't matter what you MJ. say. Somebody's gonna disagree. Of course. They, they got that's what I'm saying. It's hard because Michael Jordan is in like in of course Muhammad Ali. Those are two like athletes mm-hmm. that you just can't. Deny. Timeless. Yeah, but I don't want to be cliche. I want to just, mm-hmm. but sure. just so y'all know, I like them too. So <laughs> don't be sending me hate mail. Right. <laughs> they probably got suggestions right already. now. Why the mm-hmm. fuck didn't you say? He's supposed to say no <laughs> hockey players. <laughs> <laughs> no rugby players. I'm with that. So my, if I had, if I had to come oh, back. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. Ahead, and I forgot that? about um, Usain Bolt. Oh, absolutely. Because oh, now he's transitioning to soccer. So let's see how that works. I didn't know mm-hmm. you were He's going to be a beast in soccer, so... So for me, it comes down to, it's not even just about like performance. It's combination of things. And I think of two people who transformed like the sport, Muhammad Ali and Tiger Woods to me. Just from the sheer fact, like, I, I don't know that they can be the athlete and go play multiple sports. But you're not sports. looking at character when you say this, right? I'm not. No, no. Okay. Well, you, you can look at it any way you want to. Like, but at the end of the day, if you pull in character for anybody, it gets questionable. Except maybe Barack. Muhammad so, Ali and Tiger for me. Okay. They only play one sport, though. Just, I'm just throwing it out there. I know. I'm with they, that. Okay. All right. It's very few who play multiple sports and still really, really kill it. Some do true. now. That's true. Very, 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 very few. All right. Third and final question. This is our signature question. This one requires a little bit of thought, and it may just come to you just naturally. But um, a question we always like to ask our guests is, what do you like or love most about living while black? Or life while black. We're trendsetters. Um, you know, we're you know, we're pretty amazing at everything we do. Um and I just love, you know, being having melanin, you know, and you know, the fact that I don't uh I don't get sunburnt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the fact that when we if we do it end up, you know, having Interracial relationships, mm-hmm. our kids are always beautiful. Right. Well, anything Mr. Black is beautiful. Um, I like that point. But I, I just love the fact that God created us to be who we are. Um, and that we 
anything we touch is gold. I'm with that. And when we come together, it's beautiful. Again, the fact that we start our music is everybody wants to, to be a part of our music, how our we dress, how creators. we talk, our yep. hair, our skin, everything. So we are the trendsetters of the world. I'm with that. I like so, that. Yeah. Yeah, that's universal. So we talk about dope quotes here. And uh, a dope quote for us is something that has come out of the mouth of typically someone black, mm-hmm. um, but not always, if it impacts the black community, the black nation, that one, we love, two, anchors an episode. And it's funny, um, you mentioned Flojo because today's dope quote comes from Flojo. Mm. And I'll jump in real quick. I know what I have to do. And I'm going to do whatever it takes. If I do it, I'll come out a winner. And it doesn't matter what anyone else does by Florence Griffith Joyner. When you hear that quote, knowing that she's an inspiration to you, what comes to mind? I believe, um, you know, the meaning of that quote is pretty much no matter what, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go after my dreams despite what anybody thinks. Um, and despite how, how, how hard the road might be, um, how long the road might be, how testing and trying it might be. Of course, I just feel like it overall is talking about perseverance. Right, right. Just doing things that other people don't want to do. That's it. All right, bro, what's, what are your thoughts on the quote, man? A mental perseverance. I like, I like the word perseverance. I think um, how, she, how she wrote it, is one, she knew exactly what she needed to do no matter what it was in. In her life, she knows she got to go do. And she's going to do whatever it takes to go after what she's trying to, to go after. So right. a mental discipline around whatever it is that she's doing, it showed in, in, in how she ran. Um, so when I think about it and I think about her saying it, it's like, man, that's really fitting for her. Because she said at the end, she's going to come out a winner. No matter what it looked like, no matter what the world thought the outcome was, she's going to come out right. a winner because... She said she was going to do it. She knew what she had to do, and she did it. And to me, if you if you break that down, you can't. That is that's what success is is equated to. If you can actually know what you need to do, go and do it. No matter what society says, if you can do those things consistently, that's success. I, I like I like that one coming out of Wild Black. And that almost reminds me of um, Muhammad Ali because he was the type of person I said, "I'm gonna knock you out in the third round." He would do it. That's right. Mm-hmm. And to me. That's what. That's why I I fell in love with him. Right. Is because whatever he said he was gonna do, he did it. That's and it. I felt like that's very rare. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't really know any any other person that's said they're gonna do this and that actually happened. Besides maybe Usain Bolt, because I mean Fair. he's just Usain Bolt. But um, to me that's that's what made him such a dope athlete was you know his mental, you know how strong right. he was mentally, how confident he was, and like I said, what he said he was gonna do, he did it. Well, for me. When you start talking about people who say what they're going to do, I think about myself. So for Christmas dinner, I saw the crawfish dressing first, and I had made the decision that I was going to be the first person into that crawfish dressing. You know what happened? I was the first person into that crawfish dressing. I was probably the last. (laughs) You suck a bit. Hey, I set a goal. I formed a strategy. And you went out. I achieved the goal. Therefore... I'm a that's winner. commendable. Right? You, that's successful. Right. That's successful. <laughs> Shit. It ain't too much harder than that. <laughs> that's it. it ain't too much harder than that. But but being real, what I like about this quote is that at State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. 
In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does a couple of things that I think as a community we need to do better. And it's something that I pride myself, honestly, in being really good at. And that is forming a goal, creating an objective, forming a strategy, and then following that up with tactics. And what I mean by that is, if you know what you have to do, you know where you're going, right? She knows that she's trying to run this race this day, this time, at this pace, whether it is a resolution and you know you're trying to lose this much weight or get to the gym this many times. It's about, it's about forming that goal in your mind and then creating that objective that you can then measure it against. If you want to get to the gym, you want to get there three times a week. Your goal is getting to the gym. Your objective is getting there three times a week. Your strategy is the resources that you have to get you there. And I think this quote kind of pulls all that together. She talks about her goal. She talks about her strategy being do, to do whatever it takes. And at the end of it, she's not concerned with what anyone says. She's a winner no matter what you say because she had a goal, she had an objective, and she had a strategy. And I think as a people, we just need to do a better job of that. So I was glad to, to find that quote. And I think it ties into like what we're talking about today, fitness, weight loss, resolutions, really, really nice. So we're going to jump into our civil right or civil wrong today. And listeners, what the civil right or the civil wrong is, is we take a topic, whether it is data, current news, we have a discussion about whether it's good for the culture or bad for the culture. I think this one's pretty clear up front. I look at this as a civil wrong, but I do want to read it. So I'm going to do a little bit of reading. And today's civil wrong comes from the Washington Post uh, in March of 2018. And the article is, is your spin class too young, too thin, and too white? So bear with me for just a few moments. Boutique workout studios and specialized exercise-specific gyms, such as CrossFit, Barry's Boot Camp, Cycle, and Orange Theory, are exploding in gentrifying urban areas. But some people have begun to question the stark differences between the studio and the neighborhood YMCA. Like the cost. But also, just as important, is the difference you notice while sweating through a class in one of these studios. An abundance of young, white bodies and very, very few people of color or older or heavier exercisers. It begs the question, what is their messaging saying about race, aging, and culture? What is fit? What is beauty? I look at everything from the signage to the marketing materials. All I see is white, thin, female, millennial. How open and inclusive is that? The overall message is, essentially, you're welcomed in this space, if you fit our mold, if you're white, slender, able-bodied, less than 45, cisgendered, and heterosexual. And if you're not, then you're not really welcome. So I know I said a lot. Tia, what are your thoughts about where we are in the fitness industry and embracing race and diversity? This is actually a topic that um, I talk about a lot because, um, as we all know, mm -hmm. fitness and health in the black community um, isn't, to me, where it should be. Of course, a lot of it has to do with just how we grew up. You know, we grew up on some some very unhealthy, you know, right. foods and, and things like that. Kool-Aid, chitlins, you know, fried chicken, things like that. So... Listen, she's talking about red Kool-Aid, just to... 
<laughs> so we've been having to fight through that, um, you know, conditioning um, as a community for decades. Right. To me, I feel like that's something that is very important that we start to really take seriously more and definitely like, you know, our youth, like getting them, you know, more involved in, in you know, the health and fitness side, the dieting and different things like that, because that's where it starts. Right. And yes, of course, we, you know, we naturally, we, we're good at sports. We play, you know, we, we do different things like that with, with the sports and everything, but teaching them how to, you know, properly uh, cook a, a healthy meal, teaching them that, you know, there's different things that you can do with a salad teaching them about veganism, you know, different diets and things like that, that could kind of help change their lives. Um, that's that's something that's, that is very hard to do, like I said, because it has been something that we've been doing for, you know, we're conditioned to do for years. Right. And our grandparents did it, our parents sometimes. That's how we grew up. Um, so it's definitely, you know, yeah, how 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 you grew up. And for me, I feel like it's important to, to yeah, push our, our kids and, and, and things into these different gyms and, different programs, but I can't understand like with the marketing, like you said, mm -hmm. you know, if all they're seeing is, you know, white faces and slim bodies and they look at themselves and this, the complete opposite, it right. is intimidating. So I do feel like that there does need to be a different marketing scheme. Right. You know, definitely we're marketing to, you know, our community because if, if all they're seeing is, oh, this white girl with, you know, tiny waist and, and, you know, whatever. And, like I said, they look at themselves in the mirror and it's the complete opposite. It's, it's not something that um, sits right with definitely kids. Right. Um, it has to be relatable. Right. And um, I do think that needs to be something that they um, do differently. I'm trying to be very careful with my words. I <laughs> um, so for me, that's why I feel like it's important for me to, to go out and speak to these kids, to get them involved, to introduce them to, to a different lifestyle. Because when they see me, they can see themselves. Right. Right. So, um, you know, true. I do think that more black trainers need to get involved with the black community. And yes, it's okay to do what you do in Buckhead and Midtown right. and Alpharetta. But, you know, also think about the the east side and the south right. side and stuff too. And, and just giving back. Go get you know, your money, but get your people too. Yeah, to make sure you take care of them. Yeah, I'm with you. So what it makes me think about is, like, if I compare, like, I've been, I've been in and out the gym a long time. I, I like to lift weights. I don't like so much the cardio. We can talk about that later, though. But I've been in a lot of big gyms, everything from like a Gold's gym to a Wyatt's gym, even down to like Planet Fitness, which is which is really different. And one thing that I notice that's different from the gym and some of these other things, because I've done CrossFit too, is that the moment you go to like the Orange Theory or the CrossFit or any of those uh, like boutique studios that we talked about, it feels very tribal, right? And 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 by tribal, what I mean is it's a group of people who have similarities. It might not all be in how they look or built, but it's absolutely an attitudinal similarity or attitudinal tribe. Because what I loved about CrossFit was, even though I was dark-skinned and I was probably one of the only three, or three of us that were black in the class, what I did like about it was the fact that everyone there was so ultra-committed to finishing that routine. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, it benefited me. Now, that might have a lot to do with the fact that I've been in corporate America for a long time, so I'm very accustomed to working next to white folks or Asian folks or whatnot. So while it's important people look like me, just because of what we do on a daily basis, I'm forced to be more comfortable there. Right. Um, but where I see the flip side of that is when you think about how tribal they are and the fact that it's a community and they push each other, 
if you don't feel comfortable being around people who are not like you, it's hard to be a member of that tribe. Therefore, it's much harder to go. Once you do go, it's much harder to succeed and much harder to stay. And, and that's my only concern when it comes to those boutique type places, because in their marketing and in the community there, there is a lot of similarity. Everyone I've been to has been primarily white, good mix of male and female. And I fit in because of how I operate on a daily basis. But I can see it being an issue for a lot of people who may not be comfortable around that many white folks or that many brothers and sisters who don't look like them. Art, what do you think? When I think about my involvement with gyms, it's always been, there is a, there is a connection. If I kind of reflect back and say, hey, how many people were white females, skinny millennials? How many were uh, middle-aged white people? Or how many were really, really old white people? There is, I think that the, that reading is reflective of a lot of the gyms that I've been to. It is a lot of mm-hmm. younger white people. Mm-hmm. Um, millennials in in the sense of, and they're already thin. Like I'm going to a gym and I'm looking at people like, there's wh- wh- why are y'all even here? Um, but I think the most important thing is if you if you're going to a gym and you're, you're trying to 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 figure out you know if you want to be a part of of a gym or part of a gym culture and you're new to the game in gyms and it's it's almost like you you are trying to find like a some similarities of people and you would do it with any organization that you try to join no matter right. if it's a gym or a club or or or, or a social organization whatever um, you do get comfortable with people that have similarities to you physically mentally spiritually emotionally all that 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 that's a normal thing but i think with working out and exercise and that that's more of a you mental thing like how how do you kind of connect yourself to say hey i want to get i want to exercise more i want to do more so it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to join a gym or a specific gym where you have to get with a specific group of people i think it starts with you figuring out hey what do i want to do for me so i really like the quote that we just went mm-hmm. through because it, it reinforces the thought process of it being about you internally. And then everything else after that is kind of, okay, mm-hmm. that's more like icing on the cake, but whatever it is that I'm trying to accomplish from a health standpoint, I'm, I'm getting it because it's coming through me mentally. This is what I right. want to go do and accomplish. Right. So that's, that's kind of how I see it. Um, but I think that the article is, is right on a, lot, on a lot of points. Yeah. It also kind of brings up to me the fact that I, I think if there are more black fitness trainers who were yeah. openly available, who were easily accessible, I think that would make a difference too because a lot of these boxes, the CrossFit boxes that, that you go to, they are owned by white folks. And again, there's nothing wrong with that, but you, you do look for representation of yourself and where you go. But that kind of also bleeds into where I want to really start this core conversation at. Uh, so real quick, if you're just hopping with us, uh, we're talking to Santia Deck today. She is a personal trainer, fitness model, author, motivational speaker. Hell, she does a whole lot. Check the bio inside the episode description to learn more. Uh, and we, we want to jump in and have a good conversation with her about fitness, about these resolutions that I know many of you all have already <laughs> made. So let's jump right. into that portion. Tia, the, one of the things that I want to talk about is black penetration from a professional standpoint in the fitness industry. As I was researching, what I, what I read was that, and this thematic came up over and over from a lot of the female and male, but black trainers and fitness models. So they were told over and over that they were too athletic looking, too voluptuous, too curvy, and they often interpret that to mean too black. Is that something that you've seen come up and be an issue where your blackness or you've seen someone's blackness get in the way of their progression in the career? One thing I have noticed, definitely trying to, you know, really get into the the modeling side of um, everything, 
is for me, um, I, I have been told like, you know, you're perfect, but you're, you know, you're, you're really muscular. We're looking for more for like a slim, slender looking person or for me, you're too short. Really had anybody say anything like, oh, well, something about my hair, something mm-hmm. about, oh, we're looking for a lighter person. But I have heard stories about that. Definitely like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in like the runway, you know, right. side of things or the commercial side. Of course, you, you, we hear stories every day where a lighter skinned person might might have gotten chosen over a darker skinned person or um, curvy, you know, black mm-hmm. girl might have not been picked for a Nike ad because they want to choose the Victoria's Secret looking model. Um, even though she has no like no athleticism at all. Right. Um, and that's something that I noticed um with castings, like when you look like let's just say Naki has a casting, it's usually Caucasian, five seven, um, skinny. Right. Instead of So they're looking for a fashion yeah, model type Pretty as much. And I'm just athletic. like, well that's if you look at the athletes who who's who's dominant in athletics. Right. It's not a and they don't look Caucasian, five like seven, skinny. So girl. it's still the culture that Skinny is healthy versus strong. Yeah, which I, I'm not really understanding because right. now everybody's more so into I want to be thick, right? You know, mm-hmm. I want to be athletic looking. I, I want to have muscles. muscles. I want these muscles. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I, I, I am seeing a little change now. You know, in like the Adidas and the Nikes and stuff like that. But it's that's still kind of like their main thing is that's what they want on a billboard. You know, blonde hair, blue eyes, white girl. Yeah. You know, not yeah. a black girl with afro, with dark skin. You know, things like that. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that it does change, but yeah, I mean I've heard I heard some horrible stories, you know, right. from models about like just the discrimination, you know, when it comes to that world. So what I feel like I'm hearing is that one skinny is still the model in which they're operating mm-hmm. by, but how do we begin to change that narrative and push more black faces, brown faces, curvy faces? How do we how do we change that? How do we change that expectation? Honestly, I think. First of all, starting our own agencies, mm, you know, like to where we're entrepreneurship, yeah, <laughs> so to where we're in control of our own destinies. Of course, we can always say, you know, not wearing certain brands and different things like that, mm-hmm. you know. But I feel like that can only do so much. To me, I, I feel like we should ask more questions. We should demand more. Right. If somebody is on set and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna dismiss you because we're gonna bring this light skinned curly haired girl in," and is there? There's nobody. Do you not ask why? Right. Do you not, you know, confront the situation? Right. Um, so I feel like there should be more aggression with that. Um, I mean, I know I'm naturally, I'm, I'm very laid back, but if I feel like I'm being mistreated, then I feel like that needs to be, you know, a conversation. Gotcha. And, and just trying to, and really just trying to figure out why they're discriminating against a certain type of person. And even though the ad might say this. Right. right. Um, so to me, um, it's it's a number of things, but to me, standing up, speaking about it, that. saying something on it, you know, and just not letting it slide by because it's right. a lot of just I'm gonna just let this slide by and look where if you we're never at. check it, it never changes. <laughs> but your presence does have to be felt when, when it something does. Right. I mean, yeah. it, it has to. You have to say something about it, and um, that's just how I feel. Definitely in this industry, mm. yeah, <laughs> it's I, a dog I like dog that. World. I like that because I think it's a lot of people. I mean, across the board, who let too much slide. Yes. Like even the little subtle things that you hear or you or you experience that you feel some kind of way about, letting it slide is is probably not the best thing to do in, in many situations. It's the easy thing personally, but it's not e- the best. Yeah. Yeah. Now how you address it is 
probably one of the reasons why people just let it slide. Like that's why we need some skill. And it's figuring out how to do it and not actually professionally right. throwing over the proverbial table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what, what I think is table. if you're gonna if you're gonna. But can I say one thing? Yeah, absolutely. I just want to I just want to put this out there. One thing that I do feel like needs to stop though is how we are portraying ourselves to the world. Right. Honestly, mm-hmm. black females, we're in all these videos. You know, we're doing all these nude, you know, photo shoots for IG. Mm-hmm. You know, we're twerking. Mm-hmm. We're, we're doing just all types of what they already think we are. Right. We're reinforcing those stereotypes. So it's like demand more from these photographers. Don't allow somebody to call, call it art and you sitting there half nude with your legs open. Right. Because they already over-sexualized black women anyway. Right. So now we're pretty much reinforcing that in their minds. Oh, you know, she's just ghetto black girl, so I don't want her in my campaign. Yeah. You know, and that's why... Or you're just like the last one that I saw yesterday. Exactly. Right. On IG. So it's like, that's why I'm so... And my mom, we've been so picky in particular about my brand. Mm-hmm. Because being in Atlanta, these photographers, all they want to do is semi-nude and nude. Mm. And I'm like, I don't do that. You're not going to have me sitting on a tree and my boobs is hanging out and, you know, all you can see is my my butt. Like, that's not okay. And Are they bold enough just to people, ask it like that? Well, they always want to, well, can we do semi-nude or can we do, a, a you know, a nice silhouette or, you know, can we just do full nude? But you can, and I'm just like, do I look like I even do that? And I'm, and I don't, I'm not trying to be whatever, but I'm an athlete. Right. Right. So it's like, do I look like... That's you know, a part of my brain. That's what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. just like, to me, that's offensive. But it's like, this is what these females do. This is a portfolio they build. And they wonder why they're not getting the big checks. They're not getting right. Victoria's Secret or Nike Ardidas or whoever else that they're trying to, you know, become a, you know, a part of because you're half naked. So it's like, I understand. And it sucks that right. white women can go and do the same thing. And it's, and it's like, oh, that's cool. She's, she's, she has swag. She has a black girl booty or whatever. But, we have to be more subtle with everything. We have to protect ourselves because that's what the world, that's what they're already thinking. It's a great point. So it's like, for me, I feel like we ha- it starts in, with us too. If we aren't okay with, with, with being vixens and twerking in videos and twerking on IG all day and doing, like I said, what they already think we do, right. then maybe things will change a little bit. Maybe they will look at us a little different. Right. So to me, it starts with that. I mean, that's, no, I, I, think, I love that. That's, I think that's, I think a, that's where I think it starts because people always want to point the figure about, oh, well, this is racism. Oh, they looking, you know, they chose her. But look at what they look what they have to go off of. Yeah, people will often treat you how you let them. So exactly. I'm with, you. I'm with you on that. So one. put out a different message, yeah. and maybe you, you'll get different results. That's a great point. And manage your brand differently. <sighs> well, Yo. just manage your brand. Well, well they are. <laughs> they just manage don't take every brand. opportunity that comes. Yeah. <laughs> So again, it's it's still it's still related to that. But as I was prepping for this interview, I went to several websites. I went to I'm a, I took notes. I'm gonna read some of them. I went to fitnessmagazine.com. I went to shape.com. I went to Strong Fitness, and I saw the same thing on every page. Now I didn't dig. I went to the homepage only. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was on fitnessmagazine.com, the only black face I saw on the entire homepage was Simone Biles, and she was talking about returning to gymnastics. When I was on shape.com, there were two black faces. Uh, Danielle Brooks was there from Orange is the New Black. She was discussing bloat and love handles. 
Then they had one other black woman, and she was discussing uh, all-inclusive activewear. Then when I went to Strong Fitness, there were, I counted these images, there were 34 images on the homepage featuring uh, fitness models. Only two of that 34 were black. The only of the other 32 were white. So my question is, are we so far away from the American beauty standard that we have to be Olympians or entertainment stars or discussing our size to be featured, to earn these features? What, what is that about? And what do you think about it? Because it's, it's something that's not prevalent in our community, like I said already. It's mm-hmm. not a, definitely black women. It's not a lot of black women that are into health. Um, mm-hmm. Just being real, um, because it's just certain things that we we care about too much, like our hair. Right. A lot of us don't like to sweat. Right. Um, you know, like to be my mom. Um, so it's like, <laughs> hey, mom. you know, that's something that I think needs to change because that's affecting our lives. Right. And so if if it's already not people, a lot of black women that care about fitness, then it's not going to be a lot of black women that care about you know, becoming trainers or different things like that so that they have the opportunity to get get in these magazines mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of us out here. So I, I can kind of, I don't agree with the fact that it's only two out of 34. Right. But um, black fitness is not something that's, or, or, I'm sorry, yeah, black fitness is not something that's large in our community. Right. So I think that that's where it starts. We need to get right. more involved with the, the health and fitness, you know, world. And as women, as black women, we, we need to care more about our health and about, you know, right. you know how we're taking care of our, our bodies and, you know, not caring about, you know, if our, if our hair is going to, you know, get, get, you know, messed up or whatever, or right. if we're going to sweat too much, because that's something I hear a lot, you know, when I, as a trainer, um, a lot of, when I talk to a lot of black women, they're like, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't really like working out because I, you know, I, I don't like sweating. You know, I don't like being sore. I don't yeah, like, so do I, like got, I just got my hair done and things like that. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, look, I'm black too. But I care more about living right. than if my, my hair is going to be messed up, you like know, for the game to tomorrow. Right. So it's just like our priorities need to be different. This may seem like a trivial question, but you brought the point up and I've heard it echoed many times over. Mm-hmm. You work out every day, right? Just about. Just about. I know IG, IG had me looking at you like, damn, if she don't get off these damn boxes <laughs> and stop jumping. But the real question is, like, you work out a lot. Mm-hmm. So how do you take care of your hair? Because I do hear that come up a lot, especially, hey, wife, but after she gets her hair done, right. it's shut down for three days. Right. <laughs> shut down for three days. Well, and it, it's different in every situation. My hair is natural. Mm-hmm. So that does help because it, if it gets wet, it just curls up. Right. Um. So I do understand the texture of your hair matters, and of course, if you wear weave, um, I guess the quality of weave you have, um, are there. I think they made now wears these sweatbands that actually, um, it's like I guess catches the sweat before it gets to your. Hair. I don't know. Oh, I so it's reverse. Something. It's not keeping off your face. It's keeping. Yeah, out your hair. I don't how that works. I don't That's know. Some shit but I saw that on Facebook, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so maybe just hmm. looking into like the different things that they have available to protect your hair when you work out. So you sort of alluded to this earlier, but overall, how do you think black people are doing when it comes to physical fitness, health, activity? (sighs) (laughs) On a scale of one to ten, I would say like a four. Mm. Damn. I'm just being honest. Let me ask ask you this. How are other races doing? Are they like a five? Which ones are we talking about? Let's talk about the white folks first. I mean... I know they every time I'm driving, they out That's there running. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, I guess it just depends <laughs> on how you look at it. I mean, from what I can see. I be wondering, do y'all have jobs? Like, you just, I would say like a seven, maybe. 
Damn. You know, but I just know like when I go into like more urban communities, most of the people I see are overweight. Yeah. And but I do feel like it's it's a setup too because when yeah. you go into a black community, all you see is KFC, yeah, McDonald's. Like I remember yeah. I was it was, I had a football game down in uh, College Park. Right. And I'm looking for like just something to eat for breakfast and of course something healthy and all I can find is like chicken spots. Burger spots. You get these hash browns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, jacking about. Just things. I'm just like, dang, there's no sub. Like, where's I had to really search for a subway. You know, and then even going to like the grocery stores. It's like they don't they don't even have certain things that you might find in a a Dunwoody or right. an Alpharetta. Things. I'm looking for a certain like, like shake and it's not even there. Right, right. So it's just like, it's crazy that they kind of set us up for failure. They kind of set us up with like all these unhealthy food spots and then you really got to go search or you really got to drive far to go to a Whole Foods or go to a farmer's market. Yeah, so it was like, they were raising our kids off of McDonald's and Pizza Hut and Burger King and things like that and wondering why there's such, you know, a a big big issue with like childhood childhood obesity in the black community too. Right. So you brought up a good point talking about the the things that are being pushed into our neighborhoods, forced upon us, yeah. so to speak, food deserts and that type of mm-hmm. thing. So if we flip it, what are what are some things that as a community we should be doing differently or better when it comes to regarding exercise, activity, and all that type of thing? What can we do, even so, in those situations? One thing I, I, I definitely feel like should happen um, is we should start growing our own food. Mm. I know that that's very difficult in the United States because there's... FDA and all these other crazy things that goes right. on behind the scenes. But I definitely do think we should start creating more black farmers. Um, and there are actually a few out here. Um, but I think that's one thing that's that's where it starts. And I feel like um, if we are going to have these McDonald's and Burger Kings or whatever in our community, which I'm sure is it works from the corporate, you know, on the corporate level, but maybe instead of advertising the Big Macs and things, we should advertise a new salad coming out. You know, so maybe just advertising to the black community a little different. Um, and I'm not sure if that's, I'm pretty sure it's not controlled by that actual, you know, facilities or more corporate. Right. But, um, you know, just just doing things and then maybe having like more um, community activities. So maybe right. having like on on Saturdays at the park, there's like a yoga, there's a, a running team or a running, you know, group or whatever. Right. There's trainers that come in and, and kind of like, just cater to these different communities and just kind of show them, you know, a, a healthier lifestyle. Give them right. meal plans. Give them right. meal, you know, guide them. Go into, like, go into their homes sometimes. Maybe pick a few people out, out of the month. You go into their homes and, you know, you kind of help them shop. Gotcha. You know, just showing them different ways to to be healthier so um, because a lot of people don't know. A lot towards the the food aspect, which is... Food is everything. Right. It don't matter how much you work out. If you, you can work out every single day of your life. If you go home and you eat in... You know, cheeseburgers and french fries and, mm-hmm. and Dorita. What if I eat diet french fries? Does that make it better? <laughs> I'm just checking. Or only diet shakes and diet coke. You know what? Diet, diet like Coke and stuff, all that's just, actually worse. Just bad. It's yeah. worse. It's worse than directly. So you, you said um, working out is a, that's like the biggest thing. Oh, not biggest thing, but but food is the biggest thing. But so what do you think the percentage so of, you know, what's important is as it relates to health? Is it, 10% food. 90%. And 100%. 90% is food. Okay. And, and my I'll Cheetos say, working for you, bro. I don't know if you guys are familiar with like Dr. CB. I saw them, but I wanted them so bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted them my Cheetos. Like, don't do it. Damn it. Oh, but though, this is the thing like, all disease starts in the gut. Right. If you have an un- unhealthy gut, 
then you're going to have an unhealthy body, right. healthy mind, you know, everything. Um, and that's why I feel like it's important to also teach veganism mm -hmm. more to the black community. Not saying that you got to be 100% vegan, but maybe mm -hmm. just not eating as much meat because mm -hmm. people don't understand, like, it's already hard for our bodies to break down meat. Right. You have to think about what they're putting in our meat. If we could just kind of get that concept, like, you know, really, you know, teaching people about the importance of greens mm -hmm. and even seas and oils and so different things like that. you support a plant-based lifestyle? Oh, yeah. I was vegan for six months. I'm actually going to go back. 100%. I was vegan this morning. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've thought about it, but... I'm trying to tell y'all. If y'all understood what, like, what you're eating is affecting you yeah. and what they're putting in this food, you would... Have y'all watched um, What the Health? Absolutely. You watched it and yeah. you didn't you didn't care? So I, I made a joke. Like, so my wife would tell you she gets frustrated at me, but I'd say in the last 18 months, like some pretty severe changes in my household from the foods we take in, the amount of meat. So we we, we didn't cut it out. Yeah. Um, but we cut it way, way back. Now, around the holidays, we yeah. kind of let loose. But I mean, for the most mm -hmm. part, like I'll have, you know, seafood, maybe chicken every now and then. Yeah. Um, but I cut out most of the beef. Good. Um, all the pork for the most part. Plus, high blood pressure runs in my family, so that stuff is lurking, mm. waiting on me. Right. So we, we cut way back. But the flip side is like, I actually love vegetables. That's good. Right. You that's know, good. Yeah. Roasted broccoli and onions. That's like some of the favorite things for me to eat. Like I can eat that every day, all day. That's good. But, you know, as far as like all the way, like I, I wouldn't classify myself because I, I can go weeks without eating meat. But... Um, Everybody in the household doesn't necessarily agree with that philosophy all the time. I understand. I understand. 90%. That is huge. Now, yeah. 90%. That's that's just overall health period. So for that, so, for that person who's yeah. out there, like working out every day. And You're they still eating cheeseburgers. They may be losing, you know what I'm saying, a pound a month or they're not losing at all. It's, right. it's their diet. It's 100% your diet. Even if they feel like, you know, I'm doing well, they're not doing well. No. Because you can physically look like you're healthy, mm -hmm. but inside you're a whole different person. There's mm -hmm. athletes that get diabetes. Yeah. You know, so it's like, issues, yeah. you know what I'm saying? There's athletes that have high blood pressure. So it doesn't matter how much you're working out if you're putting trash into your body. It's like putting bad oil into a Ferrari. With that, I would like a Ferrari, though. <laughs> I don't know if I can even fit in a Ferrari. The oil changed, I'm, I'm, I'm a big dude. <laughs> use some special oil. Have you, this is way up, but you see that video of the dude? I think he's getting out of a Ferrari at the gas station. He's a big dude, short. Like oh, literally, yeah. his hand. Have you seen this video? Uh -uh. It's a Lamborghini. My man hand is on the ground. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, I think I did see that. Yeah. Oh, like if, 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 Was that like Lil Terry or something? I don't know who it is, but Lil <laughs> should not be in the front like... of his name at all. <laughs> That's not even a track. This is a personal question because this is where <laughs> I struggle. I typically do really well with my diet for the most part. I've dropped like 35 pounds in the last several months. Oh, wow. That's so good. I, I, I had gained some weight that I shouldn't have gained, but I've dropped most of that off now. But here's my here's one of my downfalls. That glorious day that becomes my cheat day. <laughs> Talk to the listeners. And I'm just going to listen real closely. What is a, What should a cheat day really look like? Because what happened to me is I wake up that morning and I'm reassured that it's my cheat day. So, cheating all day. Right. That cheat day turns, like, I, I get it in. Like, you know, your body can handle it all. Like, if you get some cake, get some <laughs> pie, and some more cake, you cake can go ahead and pie. get that milkshake, right? It, it, especially <laughs> if you put it all in one meal, you're good. It's just one meal. Oh, my God. <laughs> So no, break I down a, people, a real cheat It's a, it's a cheat meal. It's your pre-breakfast. It's not lunch. a cheat day. <laughs> that means you choose one bad thing to eat that day, one bad meal, whether that's going to, like, Chick-fil-A or McDonald's right. or going to get ice cream. Right. Then that's it. So I can't have the hamburger and the ice cream. 
No. Okay. You are, you sure they, are you sure this is how it works? I'm pa- Okay. So my <laughs> first pa- mistake was when I said cheat day. It should she be a cheat trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can, can you tell I, she is a tough trainer? She don't play. Yeah, I'm just saying. Ain't no cheat day. It's like you don't, you don't get one of those. <laughs> No, it's just, just one, cheap one moment really big book. cheat meal. That's it. You get a one meal. Is... You don't get a day. You get no. a meal. No, look. And Rick, a, what's a funny is she, I said cheat day. She said cheat meal, but what she explained was cheat item. Correct. <laughs> it wasn't even a full it's, meal. It's, it is a meal. <laughs> it's like one thing. If you eat a pizza, that's a meal. If you eat Burger King, that's a meal. I mean, okay, let's just say if you went to McDonald's and then you also got a shake, that's fine. But just... Every meal is like, oh, here's ice cream with it too. No, just one meal. And maybe you can, if it's a meal and it, there's nothing sweet, mm-hmm. then maybe you can also add like a cookie or, you know, ice cream or whatever. She said like a cookie. I'm just... <laughs> one cookie. But like, but, but where did you, yeah, where did you buy like one cookie though, for real? Man. They come in packs uh, of Subway. Subway is one cookie. But they give you a discount when you buy three. See, don't take the discount. <laughs> you pay that same price for that one. Or take the three, three and give it mad. to your kids. Give it one to your kids and or to whatever your wife. But I heard I heard that if if you if you get the three cookies and you eat one in the car while you're driving, that one doesn't count. Oh, who told you that? It might have been me who told well, you, you that. Two fries and you eat one on the way to where you're going before you eat your because meal. You're driving, you you, you, you to, burn calories. Correct. You got to. Yeah. <laughs> How would you recommend someone change their lifestyle from eating? So if if we know it's it's really ninety percent, mm-hmm. like how would like for the person who eat chitlins and the person who eat fried chicken every day, the person who eat candy yams, not just for Thanksgiving First and off, Christmas. For, for the know? person eating chitlins, my advice to you is stop. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, chillers are nasty. That's it. Just stop. Some people, some people be honest. Love chillers, though. You eat chillers, bro? No, I don't. I don't. I, I refuse. It's, I understand. It smells what it, nasty. I don't know how people. The I smell mess, turns me off like immediately. Yeah, like you know, like what this is. Like you know right. what part of the animal mm. this is and what is. You, yeah, you are eating the shit shoot. We know. Correct. Ugh. But but you know, some people, they they love it. They they say they clean it really well. Oh, okay. And, and mm. yeah, they, they prepare it. Amazingly, so yeah, some people, people no. do that. Nah, mm. for people that that you know they've eaten bad all their lives. Yeah, I would just always tell them, remember your why. Like, remember why you're mm. doing this. You know, if you have a history of like, you know, diabetes or hypertension or whatever in your family, remember that that could be you. Yeah. You, you know, you could contract that. So having a why is literally the the base of everything. Because if you're just doing it because your friend doing it, you eventually gonna fall off. Right. But if you like, okay, I'm really trying to be healthy. I'm trying to live for my kids. I'm trying to live for my husband or wife. Right. You know, I'm trying to, you know, not, you know, contract diabetes or anything like that. Then that's your why. You have to have a foundation for everything. You have to have a why to wake up every day. Yeah, like when she said the word contract, it made it feel that much worse. Like if you contract, so that's some real shit. Like if you just, just get saying. diabetes, you're okay. But if you fuck around contracting, <laughs> nigga, you done. Like you, you know better. You, you contracted better. You contracted this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> food is that's a hard one, it and it's ninety percent. So, so listeners, man, that that's heavy. <laughs> like that, we 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 joking, but man, that's ninety percent. If it's ninety percent of the game, and you, I'm just saying, have you ever a lot seen of people ain't gonna be like successful athletes? With that. Not athletes, just just people in a gym that have like like abs right here, but right here is like nothing. A, a, yeah, like, mm-hmm. a, like that's a, because their diet is trash. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's their diet. Like so I can't really walk in the gym and no know abs. who has a bad diet. So what is it when you don't have no abs? That means their diet is horrendous, probably. Or you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> but I got them. I, they, 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 
I protect they them. In they in there. I don't want them to get damaged. You got a protective coating. Like, right. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I got my hand So up. everything else could be right, right? Everything could be ripped, arms, biceps. Mm. Well, you know, probably legs and arms is probably really big. Yeah, I'm seeing bodybuilders that have a gut. And I'm just like, that's, that doesn't look right. That's not okay. I feel so. bad because, like, that gave me hope. Like, okay, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. I can keep this and get all this right. I'm good. And you, you crushed it. Thank you. Appreciate that. I'm you feeling horrible. Like, my you. diet ain't good. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't work I'm out drive home I don't even need to shit. work. I need to just work on my diet. <laughs> For real. So we're talking about diets, right? So what are your thoughts on the trends? Keto, Whole30. Talk to because it's a lot of people. Like, I, I did keto for a little while just to try it. It was mm-hmm. my excuse to eat a whole lot of red meat for once. Uh, I mean, this is now, the thing. I don't I believe in diets. Better, but that was it. I don't believe in diets. I, I believe in just making making healthy decisions. Okay. Because when people try to box themselves into like, oh, I'm going to be do keto and paleo and all these other diets that they have. Right. Um, <clears throat> usually, they don't, they don't stick to it. Yeah. But that's yeah. why I tell my clients. It I'm was like, hard. It is hard. Now, vegan and vegetarian, I feel like that's different. Right. Because that's literally changing your the entire lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah. But the paleo and it's just, it's too many out here now. It's like the Beyonce diet, oh, the shit. Rihanna diet, the Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I wish. I'll be on, be that, on that too. <laughs> but, um, but no, but I just feel like if you can commit to just saying, okay, when I go to this restaurant, instead of ordering the pork chops, I'm going to order maybe the, the fish or I'm going to, Man, instead of getting a beef burger, I'm going to get a turkey burger or a vegan burger or whatever, right. a bean burger, whatever. Just making... And the one in it's just like con- is To me, it's common sense. Amazing. Like, you know what you shouldn't eat. You know what's bad for you. You know, you sh- instead of getting a fry, you, sh- you should get the side salad. Or so the diet like- fries. Get the diet fries. <laughs> my struggle with those, especially like... Because, again, I tried keto. My struggle with that was like, it was great for the first three days because I had the excuse to go eat a ribeye because I wasn't eating a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But after that, what I realized for me was there were so many things that I enjoyed eating that I couldn't eat. Like, I think most of the fish and stuff that I like. Like, I love, like, I'm going to get sea bass when I leave here. I love sea bass. I love mahi-mahi. But red meat is not even good for you anyway. The, I know, so but it had you not that? eating all this stuff. I was like, I miss, like, my fruits and my vegetables. That, and I, that I wasn't sounds supposed to eat retarded. Yeah. Like, so it was great for three days. So healthy decisions, right? Right. Okay, I don't, I, I only see fried chicken. I, I'm not even looking at the salmon over here. Or mm-hmm. is, is it Gus's is it right? Gus's fried chicken? Man, fried chicken just as a, a <laughs> entity of it of itself is just amazing. Oh my but gosh. How, like, how do you like if you if you could say, hey, if you stop doing this and start doing this, what would it be for all of our listeners? That's a great African Americans. What 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 would what would that if you could tell them one thing just to one do? One thing. Yep, just one thing that could that could be really impactful in helping them. Eliminate change. all fried food. You go for the Period. hardest fucking thing. Yo, I yeah, hate, bro. You said the, the biggest thing. thing. <laughs> you said the all most important food. thing. Fried food. Eliminate all that. Anything fried, don't do it. I'm not a big fan. Go to bakes. That's what I recommend. Okay. That's a good, that's a good, that's a Y'all good. Y'all have to stare down like Diddy and that one month. dude. That's on a good look. Yeah, I know he, he was real yeah. mad about that. <laughs> uh-uh, no, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. That's just, a, that's a tough one for us. But that's the number one thing. The fried food. It's fried food. In what, about, what about an air fryer? Because those are trendy and no. popular now. Anything fried, just don't do it. And you crushing the nigga. Tell you. <laughs> mm. She's Bates. serious. Mm. Bates. Bates. Blackened. 
I love black seared. Yes. I, I love high heat in the oven roast. I love it. One quick question. We we just got past the holidays. Most mm-hmm. people lost their damn minds. I know yep. I did. Mm-hmm. We're going in the resolutions. So what do you have? What what do you tell people to have that motivation and that willpower stay there? Like so so you don't quit Swim after. Swimsuit season is coming. Spring break is coming. Summer's okay. coming. We trying to be cute. I know everybody wants to have that, you know, the six packs and a slim waist and everything like that. So Think about your goals. It's time to commit to like your your resolutions and stick to it. I know everybody want to, you know, be cute the first three months. Right. And then after that, it's like, uh, I'm going to just go back to my old lifestyle. But if you really want to have the body that you want, it's a commitment. Right. And it is a change in your lifestyle. It's not something that you can do for two months or a few weeks and expect to see results. You got to stick to it. Right. And um, it starts with your diet. What's healthy weight loss look like? I mean, barring um, any medical needs, but just normal, everyday healthy weight loss for the person who woke up this morning was like, you know what? Today's day one. What does healthy look like? So they can set their expectations and not be disappointed when they don't lose, but half a pound. I would say definitely don't, sometimes, like don't always look at the scale Mm -hmm. because I feel like sometimes that discourages people and some people also have to understand muscle weighs more than fat. So, So you might gain weight, but your body might look totally different. I would say in a month, the, the most I would, recommend somebody trying to lose will maybe be four to five pounds at the most. Fuck. You know, but I've heard people losing like wait till I'm 70. 20 and 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's not, what are you doing? That's what, that's what I want to know. What are you doing for that mm-hmm. to happen? Just don't go crazy. Like a pound a week, you know, maybe that's, that's okay. 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 Um, But anything above that, just, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend that. That's losing weight too fast and I'm, right. I would have to kind of know what you're doing. Right, so you so, have to. So eat. maybe you're okay. not eating at all, because I know people think too like starving yourself is okay. That's not. People don't understand when you starve yourself, your body goes into yeah, like worse. yeah, your body goes into starvation mode, and then it starts actually building fat around your organs. So then you start gaining more weight. So I lost the most weight the most effectively when I started. I started eating cleaner, so I I, I was eating so much in a day it was hard to eat, mm-hmm. but my calories weren't out of the out out the wazoo. I was eating like all the baked chicken and no skin. Yeah. But I was eating literally like every three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we That's are... That's actually true. We're running out of time because, man, it's been a great conversation. But there, mm-hmm. I want to get a couple more quick questions in for the listeners to really get this benefit. So any pro tips for anyone just getting started when they're trying to not get overwhelmed or not burn out too quickly? How, how do you start? Um, Baby steps. So don't just go into LA Fitness and, you know start trying to use every single machine. You know, maybe start with, you know, waking up and jogging for, you know, you know, having like a, a everyday like jogging routines, whether that's 10 minutes, 30 right. minutes, an hour, whatever you whatever you feel. Um, and for those who aren't really fans of running, just mm-hmm. getting up and walking, walking around your neighborhood, um, you know, going hiking, doing something, for, make it fun. That's the first thing I'll say, make it fun because if it's just like boring and it's just like, it feels like a job and it feels mm-hmm. like, oh my God, why am I doing this? I'm getting forced to, then you're going to stop. Right. But do something that you actually enjoy doing. If it's dancing, go to like a Zumba class or some or salt, whatever, salsa class. Just right. dance, move. Get off the couch. Right. That's the first step. Get off the couch and do something. And if you do choose to twerk it out, just don't turn the camera on. We can't have no more Yeah, but there are twerk classes. Oh, you can turn the camera on. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with that. Really? <laughs> you can inspire the people to begin to move as well. Okay. I'm twerking for yeah. Jesus, baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm twerking to fight diabetes. <laughs> 
do things that, you know, you're comfortable doing. Right, right. Don't let anybody try to force you into doing CrossFit and you never worked out in your life because you will hate working out CrossFit. for then. <laughs> like, I tried I CrossFit bad, one time I a, and I was like... L five L5S1 disc is fucked up, but I, I love mm-hmm. CrossFit. That, when I was looking at CrossFit, I was like, man, that shit looks incredibly difficult on your body and your it joint. Well, if you, as long as you get, if you get a good box and, and good trainers, they take you through it. The problem is I'm ego. Not. Like, I saw a lot of folks mm-hmm. get hurt because of their ego. Yeah, I, I can't do but it. But your joints and everything are done you be, when you're done. Yeah, that looks... I, I didn't looks. realize... Like, I loved it, but I didn't realize how much it was hurting me till I went to the specialist. Because I ended up having to get, like, epidurals mm. on my back. Oh, I couldn't geez. even... I was stuck at 90 degrees. I couldn't get up. <laughs> oh, oh wow. See? I was... I was um, what was I doing? <laughs> I was stuck back at squats. <laughs> I was doing... I was doing deadlifts into back squats. All right, so we, we talked a lot about <laughs> working out, eating... I want to take a few minutes, and we, we we talked about you up front, but you've got a lot of big things coming. Um, people after hearing this are going to want to find you, follow you. Her her IG pages are amazing. Prepare to be inspired and defeated all at the same time when you recognize that you can't do the shit that she's doing easily, <laughs> like the box jumps with the with the with the weights on your back. That's just it's just too much. <laughs> so just tell the people a little bit more about whatever it is you want to tell them. And okay. how to contact you and find you. And inspire like them for the future of 2019 on their fitness and, and, right. and goals. <laughs> okay. Um, and I can translate if you want. Like, folks, run miles for hours every day. Not for Don't hours. eat no fried foods. Yes. And get the Krispy Kreme app. <laughs> no. Well, so I, I do have a lot of things coming up. I ha- I am going to be a part of a new reality show on um, Amazon Prime. Uh, this September, and it's about fitness trainers and kind of our lifestyles and, you know, the behind the scenes, things that you don't normally see. Yep. Um, Get bodied ATL. Yep. And I'm also doing a lot of uh, athletic stuff. Like I said, I'm on the USA team. And I'm on the rugby team. I'm literally traveling twice a month from January till Definitely. who knows when. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, you know, I might be, be in your city. So you guys come out and, and check me out. And if you follow me on social media, I try to post... Um, you know, my locations as far as like when I have games and stuff and I try to go live so you guys can kind of see, you know, me in real time. Yeah, guys, I have a lot going on. A lot of stuff I can't even talk about right now, but keep track of what I'm doing. And like I said, I post every single day. So you'll kind of be able to keep up with me anyway. But if you don't already follow me, my Instagram is trackbaby001. My Twitter is santia underscore deck, which is S-A-N-T-I-A underscore D-E-C-K. My website is queen of abs. And, um... Facebook is Queen of Abs and Snapchat is TrackBaby001. So y'all, just stay posted. Cool. And we're going to have all of her contact information in the episode description so you can go and you can get it there as well. Um, The only other thing is, what if someone wanted to follow your workout plans or see what you eat? Is there a way they can interact with you that way? Yes, you can um, either contact me through my Instagram and I do have workout plans, like online workout plans. I have meal plans available have detoxes. Um, I have everything that you need pretty much. So you can contact me through Instagram or through my website, which is again, queenofabs.com or email me at santia.deck at yahoo.com. Cool. And folks, if you are allergic to abs, stay away from her page. <laughs> it's going to be a problem. All right. You got anything you want to close out with, brother? 2019 is going to be a hard journey. We got some great tips. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I, I think the tips is going to help a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, we jokingly say a lot within this episode, but I, I think there's nuggets within messages that are really, really important, especially Absolutely. if we're looking to be healthy in 2019 um, and in the future. Because when you think about what 
track baby has shared with us. It's, it's crazy because it's not, it's not this point in time thing that you can do over the course of, you know, three, four, five months. And then, oh, yeah, everything's great. It's actually a lifestyle. Like, it is a change of who you actually are and how you operate and the decisions that you make as it relates to food and as it relates to, to exercise. So hopefully our listeners got that, got that message. I, I, I definitely have. I'm thinking about that, and, and I want to appreciate you for that that great message, that inspiring message. No problem, no problem. Yeah, I know you gave him your contact. Is there anything else you want to tell them before we get out of here? Um, one thing that I did want to say um, before we close out is you also have to think about like your your fitness journey as almost a self-love journey. Right. Because, you know, in order to love yourself, you also have to be healthy physically, of course, mentally, spiritually, everything like that. But um, I do look at it as, you know, when you change your lifestyle, you're changing because, you know, you want to elevate as a, as a person, fitness starts with diet. If you, if you take anything from this this uh this interview, make sure that you are focusing on your diet before you even are focusing on your actual physical activity. Because again, it doesn't matter how much you work out, how often you work out. If you are going home and putting trash into your body, you're gonna get trash results. Um, you're either gonna pay for you know being healthy now, or mm. pay for a hospital bill, you know, in the end. So it's like, cool. which one do you want to pay for? Cool. Well, everybody. I hope that you got something from this episode. Um, I'm not even going to try to come up with any great words to to end the, the joint because you can't beat what Santee has already told you. I will say it doesn't matter where you are and it doesn't matter what you did or ate yesterday. Today's a day you can get started and don't take it for granted. Personally, I am addicted to breathing and I want to breathe as long as I possibly can. And if it means I got to eat a little better, um, maybe that's what we do. Let's try to live longer and uh, let's take care of each other. Peace, everybody.